the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today's episode is on rewards in serving God. The panel and I have a great discussion today about what the Bible says about serving God, what the Bible says about rewards given to us this side of heaven, and what rewards look like when we get to heaven. You don't want to miss this great in-depth discussion here on The Christian View. We'll be right back. Don't go away. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. <laughs> because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. View. What a great audience we have. Thank you all for being here today. And thank you all for um, watching and inviting us into your home, whether you're listening by TV, um, radio, podcast. We are just thankful um, to be invited into your world today. So thank you so much. Um, we're going to talk today about rewards in serving God. You know, the word serve is a not a very used word in today's society, right? We want to be served. We don't yes. want to serve. It's a, We live in a culture that's all about me. You know, I think Joyce Myers says that little um, thing on stage, what about me? What about me? What about me? And so it's always, what can we get versus what can we give? So we're going to talk about the rewards in serving God. But before yes. we do, I want to introduce those sitting around our table. I have Trudy Davis. Thank you for being here. Love having you. Candace, thank you. thank you for coming in from Nashville. My pleasure. Always love having you. And we kind of switched, so we're a little off today. Um, but Lee, thank you for being here today. Just want to make sure I didn't call you the wrong name. <laughs> um, and Coach Caitlin, thank you for being here today. I love having them. And make sure you check out their ministries. They're doing amazing things in the kingdom in addition to pouring into the Christian view. You know, if you read scripture, it's, it talks about serving. Mm-hmm. It says that Jesus came not to, not to be served, but to serve. Yes. That we kind of have our culture backwards a little bit, Lee. So what does the Bible say truly about serving? Well, when the Bible speaks of serving, it's about, you know, moving from beyond ourselves and looking at others' needs and more so not just looking at their needs, but looking at it from the standpoint of how would God want me to meet those needs? Mm-hmm. It's not about what I want to do, but what does God want me to do? Right. And I was reading this um, little um, phrase and it talked about, you know, many times, you know, we say that we're serving and, um, you know, we're talking about we want to be servers and all those things. Well, then if we really truly want to be servers, then we need to do what servers do. When we go places, servers learn how to wait on others. So I think that, you know, it's important that, you know, we think about serving and serving in the kingdom of God that we know that it's not just about waiting on ourselves and meeting our own needs, but it's about what God has put within us using it to serve others. And he tells us that the greatest among those is the one who serves. Right. I love that. I love that. And and when we serve, there there are rewards that that the Lord gives us. And we're going to talk about those rewards in just a few minutes. But why do you think it's it's um, it's hard to serve in today's society? Because, like you said, we all have been literally trained that the the first 
is the first instead of what the Bible says that the last will be first. Actually, Jesus right. said that. And I knew a lady from New York and she literally had a saying that was, um, after me, you come first. Right. And she really meant wow. it, but in God's economy, I know, it was really funny. And, um, but yet in God's economy, he says the, the first will be last right. and the last will be first. So that is a reward. You know, Absolutely. that is definitely wow. a reward. Absolutely. But he says that too in Philippians mm-hmm. too, do nothing out of selfish mm-hmm. ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourself. Do not look to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And it's like you said, especially, I think it's an American mentality. It's all about me getting what I need, right. getting in there and doing it first. first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even that's one of the, first. but that's even, you have a two-year-old. That's one of the things yeah. that they're doing. They're stating their independence. Me do it. Me do it. Me right. first. Me, right. you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's ingrained and to die to self. That's what Jesus said. Right. You're constantly dying to self daily. It's a, I think it's a daily, sometimes a minute by minute process. Yes. And scripture says in Hebrews eleven seventeen, God rewards those who diligently seek him. Yes. But can yes. we, we can seek him, but we have to deny ourselves. Right. Continually deny right. ourselves as we seek him, right? Yes. And in Philippians 1 and 6, I think the reason it's so different for us to think about serving is because it's countercultural. Right. Right. And in Philippians 1 and 6, it says our citizenship is not here on earth, mm-hmm. but it is in heaven. And we have to be reflection. You know, it tells us that we're ambassadors of God and ambassadors serve the needs of others. And so it's our job to find the need Mm -hmm. and meet the need. That is our calling. And and to serve others is to show the kingdom. Right. You know, that's how we stand out. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the father. So I think that at at the same time, it's hard to serve sometimes and it's hard to serve (laughs) certain people sometimes. But at the same time, I believe it's our greatest light in the world Amen. when we come with an attitude of service mm-hmm. and not as an attitude of selfishness. You know, when I was first married, uh, well, I was married probably six months and um, we went to work at a youth camp where Brian grew up going to church and they had, it was a time of ministry and worship mm-hmm. and Brian got up and he left and he came back with a bucket of water and a, and a cloth and he washed my feet. And oh. I, I just, at that point in my life, I was, because I had, I had been broken, I had been mm-hmm. abused and so Trust was hard. All yep. that was hard. But, but he, that, that act of service yes, did yes. so much to my soul right. and my Amen. spirit. And mm-hmm. I think that being able to put yourself aside and look mm-hmm. into the eyes of someone and say, how can right. I? Yeah. It's not about me. It's not about it you. Yes. It's about you. It's about you. It's about bringing Father God yes. into every situation. But yeah. so often, you know, I didn't think about going and washing Brian's feet. I was thinking about me. Yeah. But it's right. taking the eyes off ourselves. And it's normal, I think, in the natural tendency, you know, within ourselves, you know, our ego, just who we are, mm-hmm. always strives to look out for ourselves. Right, right. So yes. even like Jesus, okay. he kept having to remind the disciples, I did not come to ser- right. be served, but I came to serve. Because they were constantly, even like, you know, sometimes in people trying to, you know, reward us and, and, and be, you know, saying, I enjoy who you are and I want to, you know, just mm-hmm. give you some accolades. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they want to make us into a place where we turn into where we just constantly are being served. But he had to remind us, don't forget your focus, you know, right, yeah. the greater right, good. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing I think is sometimes our pride gets in the way. It's sort of the opposite side of the coin that like having someone wash your feet can sometimes just seem awkward. And yes. we don't allow yes. others to serve right. us. We have exactly. a hard time sometimes being served. Except we'll be right back with more on rewards and serving God. Don't go away.
about rewards in serving God. And before we went to break, we talked a little bit about how sometimes when someone wants to serve us, we, we feel unworthy to be served. Yes. We feel like you can't, we can't be served. You know, and, and Scripture does say that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. But there are times in our lives where God wants you to be served. Like when I talked about Brian yes. washing my feet, it, yes. it was a humbling experience for me, but it was also an act of love. And yes. so I was yes. able to experience a love in a whole new level, mm-hmm. you know, but that was what the Lord wanted for me. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think there are God's rewards and there's also the world's oh, man yes. rewards. And we've got to figure out what we're trying to accomplish right. while we're serving. What's our heart like? And so Trudy, let's talk about God's rewards versus man's rewards. Yes. So in Matthew sixteen twenty six, it talks about how God's rewards are eternal. And mm-hmm. I get it that if you're not a Christian, that might seem so out there and something not tangible. But then the the other part of that verse also talks about that the world's rewards are can cause us to lose our souls. Mm-hmm. And so you know. Figuratively or literally, we can die in our sin and not be able to go to heaven. That's that is the um, reward that losing our soul can cause. But then, figuratively, it also takes place on this on on the surface of the earth. In that, the world will encourage us all the time to chase after rewards that are not eternal. They're superficial. And I think of a man that I knew that lived his entire life waiting for his parents to die so he could inherit their their um what is that called inheritance inheritance yes. right and so they died he inherited it and i promise you he's one of the most unhappy mm-hmm. men oh. on the face of the earth because his life never stood for anything all the mm-hmm. gifts god gave right, him right. he never cultivated them and that's the where the bible what it means by that you can lose your yes. soul here on earth right, right. as well so in We've talked so much about this, but the world just wants us to go down a path that it has designed for us that takes us farther and farther away from God. And it leaves us empty. I was talking to someone just the other day, and we were having a conversation. I said, the only way you're going to be truly satisfied, truly walking in joy, Mm -hmm. is you find your identity in Christ, not in what the world gives you, not in the accolades you can get, but truly Mm -hmm. be grounded and rooted in Jesus Christ, because everything else is going to fade away. I mean, I I crossed what the... um, World Championship finish line almost a year ago. And my trophy's just sitting in my closet. You know, so those things, everything we accumulate on this Mm -hmm. earth, they're not going to sustain anything. And so God's rewards are so much richer. Right. But they last. He says, like, in Matthew 6, when he says, be careful not to do your righteous acts before men, Mm because then you will have received your reward. But the thing that keeps me going is that when I cross the finish line, I want to hear... Yes. Well done, yes. my yes. good and faithful mm-hmm. servant. That's what I want to hear. Absolutely, Because mm-hmm. like you said, all the rest of it is corruptible, tarnish, right. it will perish, right. it will mm-hmm. not last. Right. And I, I do want to say that it's okay to have goals, right? Yes, it is. Right. Yes. 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 It's okay yes. to cross it. So I'm not saying don't have yes. goals. Those all the things, pageant girls out right. there are shivering. Yes. Like, oh my that is, that is fine. <laughs> have those goals. Have those dreams. Have those, right. have those desires. Yes. Go to Paris. Yes. But... Mm-hmm. Make sure first things are first. Exactly. That you're putting what you're doing, your acts of service mm-hmm. is is based out of your heart right. for your love for mm-hmm. Jesus, not for the applause and the effects Amen. of what right. the world can give. And 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 man, because 
One day they were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna. The next day they were saying, crucify, crucify. And so we've got to have that audience of one. We do. And then when we do, our hearts will be in a right posture. Yes, and I think that's why it's so crucial to discover your calling from God. And to really take time to actively seek that. Because it's like in school. You go through, you get the diploma when you graduate school. But you had different assignments along the way. But when we understand that we're going towards that goal, it's okay that we did a little math. It's okay that we did a Mm -hmm. social studies. But in life, when we understand what our ultimate calling is, then the different assignments along the way will be full of a lot more joy. And I believe that so many people are dealing with anxiety Mm -hmm. because and depression because they have not discovered that the joy of the Lord is their strength, but also they haven't discovered their calling. Because I believe that everybody was made on purpose and for a purpose. And when we call that, because in 2 Timothy 4 and 8, it says, we will get a crown in heaven, Mm -hmm. which I'm so excited about. (laughs) (laughs) But we need to really get that eternal perspective, and we only have such a temporary perspective. But our calling expands our perspective, and I think that's so key. I love that. I love that. And when we embrace that about, you know, what God does with us, and when we work our assignments, Mm -hmm. He blesses us according to our labor. And um, one thing I found about God is that He does bless us, and He blesses us in this life. Yes, yes, He wants. He's already given us eternal life, and I'm glad that that part's been secured. But in this life, he also wants to bless us. And he tells us that, you know, if we do what he tells us to do, Mm -hmm. the blessings will run us down and take us over. And more importantly, as you were saying about the man's inheritance, we know it's God's blessings because he said the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and they addeth no No sorrow. You won't have to worry. You won't have to look over your shoulder. God's blessings, they stay secure and intact. And I like what you said because he wants to. He wants to reward us. He wants to bless us. Just like if you're a parent and you want to give good gifts to your children. You know, you want to do those things. That's what God wants to do for us. And he likes to do, as he says, exceedingly, abundantly more than we can Mm -hmm. ask or imagine. One of the verses that I always love is Hebrews 6.10. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people Mm -hmm. and continue to help them. And and again, it's not we're doing it for man's applause, but as you say, everything for an audience of one. And we are looking to the interests of others. And I I think that because it it says in scripture, right, do not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Uh, You know, and so are we doing it again for like social media? How often do you, right? Are you doing it to get the likes? Are you doing it because your heart is really set on serving God, right? And, you know, talking about earthly rewards, I live with such a servant hearted man Praise and God. He, yes, he is he will do anything for anyone at any time and he does middle of the night it doesn't matter his saturdays his sundays and he is the happiest person oh yes so much happiness so much joy we'll be right back with more here on the christian view and the power of serving and the rewards of serving we'll be right back Christian View. Um, we're talking today about rewards and serving God. And you know, before break, Trudy, you said something that I thought was very, very important. You know, your husband being having a servant heart, and he has so much joy. Yes. You know, when we're walking right. and True. following the Holy Spirit, we are going to have joy. We yes, are going to have peace. We're going to be able to serve, not expecting anything right. back. And so, having that that mentality is so rare, mm-hmm. but yet so beautiful. And so. Um, we're thankful for Jefferson. Um, we're going to talk now about, you know, I would serve, 
Mm-hmm. But how? I would serve, but right. where? And so, you know, Caitlin, you had mentioned finding your purpose. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, that goes along with serving. You know, they asked me one time, would you go work in the infant uh, at church? And I was like, no, that's not, that's not, wow. I'm not good at that. That's not right. where I'm yes. good at. And so would I do it in a bind? Absolutely. But finding right. where you're good at, finding your purpose, finding your gifts is where we need to serve. So Candace, how do we decide and how do we find that proper place to serve? That is such a great question. And and you're talking about the enemy can get, prick you any way possible. Mm -hmm. He can make you feel guilty because there are so many needs and you're like, oh, I should because they're shorthanded or whatever. There are thousands of needs and churches, you know, and communities. But to me, what I have found out, your greatest ministry of service is usually birthed from your greatest misery. Mm. Like, for example, you lean into your passions, how God has gifted you, and about again, where he's calling you. But people like, for example, I just was speaking at a woman's conference with Justina Page. In 1999, she was involved in a four-alarm fire. She lost a baby. Mm. She was in the hospital in a coma for two months and then in occupational physical therapy for 18 months. Mm. Now it's her ministry. In Mm -hmm. honor of her child, she goes to hospitals and trauma units because they were pronouncing her, you're not going to make it yourself. That is her ministry. Mm -hmm. And she goes, and she can understand what all these victims are going through. have a friend who adopted a child from uh, China. When she went there, she was plagued by, oh, I want these people to know Christ. So in the last 18 years, she goes every year to Asia, to the everywhere. Right. To serve. Mm-hmm. I have a friend whose son committed suicide. Her ministry mm-hmm. to schools and different communities right. is reaching them with a, a, a ministry she's got called the empty chair. Mm-hmm. And there's the same thing. There's, um, you're passionate about the poor or prison ministries or mental health or sex trafficking. A friend who was abused tremendously as a child, she is a trauma counselor right. because she can identify. Mm-hmm. Like and your I must be your message. Right. Yes. Right. God has created us with unique abilities and he has given us spiritual gifts. And I think asking him to place yes. you where you can use those gifts to serve another person, but it also grows you right. as his child. And yeah, asking God. God, where do you want me to serve? Right. Where is where is there yes. a need, and do mm-hmm. I fit that need? You know, there are churches all over. You know, they say what ten uh, percent of the people are serving mm-hmm. in church, right. and the other people are just showing up. Right. And so churches, they 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 need us. You know, outreach ministries need us. Yes. Right. And I think that's very important what you said about praying and seeking for guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, and also being open to leadership in right. your ministry yeah. to help guide you into that area. And I would also take it further to say that even recognizing that areas of service may change throughout as we mature and go through different seasons we're going to go into different areas of serving and real quick I remember just when I was just uh, uh, first became a minister and one of my things in my life was I've always hated hospitals dealing with sick people (laughs) and I love dealing with the children and all those things and my pastor all of a sudden one day we were in there doing it and he was talking about our assignments and he said we're switching things up you have the hospital ministry and I'm going no no you know I don't go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no. And 
it was one of those things where I went through it, but it really prepared me because I never knew I was going to pastor. And now hospitals are a regular part of my rotation. And it prepared me, yes. And I think that's true because God, he may, you know, he may not call us to the glamorous. He may not call us to the front line. He may call us to behind the scenes. He may call us to, and to to do that, you know, you had to surrender. Yes. You had to say that not my will, but your will be done. And you, I'm sure that you grew, like you said, Mm -hmm. through that. And so I think we have to have an open mind yeah. when we're seeking yes. where to serve. Right. And to Lee's point, and to, I wrote, you know, not to let fear stop you because I thought about when, when I was preparing this about when we went to do the ministry to the prostitutes yes. oh, yes. in the nighttime in the you know worst part of town imaginable and i have to say i had a little bit of fear but i just felt like i'd rather be serving god you know and whatever happens happens right. but fear could have definitely stopped us right. from yes. making that happen and that was beautiful it was called princess night princess and so night. we took we took flowers and roses to the prostitutes on the street and, and they were and so receptive they were they were they were Amen. they were and, and their bodyguards were they wanted yeah. to see. They wanted mm-hmm. to learn about Jesus too, and so you never awesome. know right. what you're going to do, who you're going yeah. to affect yes. in a positive way by saying yes, by getting out of your comfort zone, right. not being afraid, or doing it afraid anyway. You yes. know, going out on the streets, exactly. and someone did ask me one time. They're like, "Aren't you afraid when you go out there?" And I, I, I thought for a second. I'm like, "No, I'm really not," because mm-hmm. you know. People are hurting, mm-hmm. and they want to be seen, yes. they want to be heard, they want yes. to know that they're loved. And if they don't feel you as a threat, but as hope, right. then they're mm-hmm. going to, and that, most of the time, it's going to be safe. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's why we have to not only do things afraid, but I think that, too, to add on to that, sometimes we're going to get assignments that we don't like, or exactly. it's not our favorite, but God teaches us through it. Right. So we also have to have a learning and growing spirit to yes. say, God, what do I need to learn through this yes. so that I can pass this test and get to the right. next <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I also think a great way to figure out where you need to serve, you know, I love stories of Jesus. He was mm. always around crowds, right. but he didn't touch everybody. It said he was moved with compassion. And then there's constantly that pattern of Jesus was moved with compassion. Right. So I think what we have to do is truly get in tune mm-hmm. to say what moves me with compassion right. Right. what what does my heart break for so and there's different ways to serve we're going to have to serve and do things like i don't like to do dishes or pay bills but that's you have to do it as right. part of life so there are some things right. that we have to do to learn and grow but there are some things that god has uniquely ordained us to move with compassion Amen. towards Amen. and we need to listen to our hearts as Amen. my friend yeah. tawana lowry says god has a harvest with your name on it mm-hmm. so and that yeah. really resonated mm-hmm. with me. That's so right. good. You know, and let's let's bring it back just a few, just a little bit. You know, we're talking about serving out in the world, serving in the church, but we need also bring it back into serving serving our families. Yes, right. right. Oh, yes. We, need to be, we need to be serving mm-hmm. first in our families. Yes. Yeah. You know, so having good. a heart, a servant's heart. And, you know, we get up in the mornings, I don't really want to wash the dishes. I don't want to right. do the laundry. <laughs> yes. You know, but mm-hmm. we can find joy in right. doing the dishes, yes. in doing the laundry, and serving our family yeah. at home. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Again, going back to my husband, we'll both work from home a lot. And so he'll go, hey, can I fix you some lunch? And I'm thinking, I would have never thought to ask him. <laughs> I know I sound like a terrible person, but I'm just being honest. I'm so down into my thing. And yeah. he's like, want me to bring you something? Mm-hmm. As he's whistling down to down the stairs. But yeah, there's, so, there's right. so, yeah, there's so many ways to serve in the church, at home, on the streets, that God wants you to serve. And there is a great reward in serving. We'll be right back with a little bit more here on The Christian View. Hi, welcome back to the Christian View. 
Tanya B. We've talk, talked a lot today about rewards in serving God, and we could probably talk for hours on, first of all, the goodness of God. And when you say yes to God and you go out with a servant's heart, God is going to reward you. He's going to bless you. He's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever imagine or hope for. So just stay tuned into the Holy Spirit and what He's calling you to do, what He's telling you to do, and know that He is faithful. We'll see you next time here on The Christian News. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.